You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. I'm thrilled to have you. We are in a series for the podcast right now about what we call the nine ways to follow Jesus. This is basic discipleship for the Carterville Baptist Church family. You know, we've identified nine ways to follow Christ. In other words, we we follow Jesus and the disciples through the pages of the Gospels, and we recognize that if you compared his disciples, the people who are living a Jesus life after his foot, following his footsteps, living a life after his pattern, and you compared that to the other religious people of his day who were cultural believers who were, you know, maybe the high priest or the Sanhedrin, the the chief priests, the Pharisees and Sadducees, the the other people who were rejecting Jesus, they in the name of God they would worship or they would read their scriptures or you know they would give to their to their local synagogue or to the temple. So they had some religious patterns or religious habits but they were living very differently than the disciples and those who were following Jesus. Well, these nine ways to follow Jesus seem to be nine characteristics that will help you move from being a cultural Christian to a real disciple of Jesus. And we just want to share those in the next several episodes of the podcast. So today, I want to talk about the first quality that we emphasize at Carterville to look like Jesus, and that is a Jesus-shaped love. We're going to talk about love today. So there's at least three passages, I mean, dozens, but at least three passages that I want to share with you in this podcast as you get ready to think about trying to obey Jesus with a life of love that would please God. So the big question today is, does your life exhibit the love of God? So you might think about this, you know, the first passage I'll share with you is from Romans chapter five, verse eight, you know, God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The cross was an act of love. The ministry of Jesus was an act of love. Christ coming from heaven to live in Bethlehem streets and flee to Egypt and live in Nazareth and and carry out ministry in Galilee and Judea, all of this was an act of love. So God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, Paul the Apostle in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he was talking about spiritual gifts in chapter 12, talking about spiritual gifts in chapter 14, gifts of tongues, gifts of prophecy, miracle working, healing, like powerful, remarkable gifts that God's Holy Spirit had given the church. And Paul said the greatest gift that God gave the church was love. In fact, I would argue that if you don't have the gift of love, all the all the other gifts that God may give you could be misused or abused. They could be for your own pride, your own ego. They could certainly be wasted and not used for the glory of the church, the bride of Christ, not used for the good of the community that, that church ministers to. So love is the greatest spiritual gift. Well, the third passage that I want to present to you is the one that we're going to slow down and walk through for a minute. That's John chapter 13. So Jesus is going to be washing the feet of his disciples. And I want you to think about how different this picture is compared to the portrait that the Gospels give us of the high priest or of the Pharisees. And and I want to ask you, you if you looked at all the religious people that you knew, are their lives characterized by love? Well, what about you personally? Is your life filled with the love of God? Is your Christianity 
more duty or ritual or routine or tradition? Or would you honestly say that the love of God has been manifested in your heart by God's Holy Spirit? Well, let's read this story from the life of Jesus and consider how we can love our neighbor better. Well, in John 13, Jesus is with his disciples. This is his last, last day with them. This is the upper room. This is the Last Supper. And where you know, Matthew and, and, and Luke emphasize the breaking of the bread and the passing of the cup as we remember the communion meal, John remarks on something that touched him, something that was different. John didn't talk that much about the cup or the meal. Instead, John talked about the way that Jesus shaped the future of every Christian with one act. So let me share it with you. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped in a towel, wrapped a towel around his waist, and after that he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Let me just pause. So Jesus Christ, the greatest man to ever walk the earth, he puts on a servant's towel and in the most humble fashion shows that he came not to be served but to serve, that he loves his disciples by washing their feet. He met a basic need. He humbled himself greatly. He died to himself and he served his disciples. And, and when Peter says to Jesus, you know, you, you can't wash my feet. And Jesus says, you don't understand what I'm doing. That was 100% true. Peter had no idea. Peter thought this was just about the humiliation of washing his feet. and He couldn't stand for it. Well, Peter had another thing coming because if he thought it was hard to watch Jesus wash his feet to cleanse his body, how much harder would it be to see the true magnitude of the love of Jesus. The next day, when Peter watched Jesus hang on a cross to cleanse his soul, Peter had only the smallest understanding of how far Jesus would go, driven by his love for the disciples and for the world. Washing his feet was a small act. But I want us to imagine how full the heart of Christ was with love for the world that he would not only wash disciples' feet, but then he would go to the cross. I'll finish reading the story so that I can ask you a question. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part in me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. He knew who was going to betray him and that was why he said that not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and he returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. I'll ask the podcast listeners. Do you understand what Jesus did that night? Because my answer is that he defined Christianity, that he showed us what love looked like in one simple, humble act, that would be magnified the next day in the act that this foreshadows. 
the cross, the sacrificial death of Jesus that was born out of love, the self-giving death of Christ. And in our culture, it's easy to be self-centered, prideful, selfish. It's It's easy for us to think only about ourselves and lose the quality of divine love where we love other people as ourselves, where we provide for and protect other people, not because of what they do for us or what they give us, but because they're made in the image of God and we're committed to them. In a marriage, in a family, in a church, in a city. So Jesus said, do you understand what I've done for you? And I'm asking our podcast listeners today, do we understand? Is your Christian faith defined by the love of Christ? Are, are you following Jesus in this one of the nine ways? Is your life defined by love? This is what he went on to say. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so. That's what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Church family, Jesus set the example. Not that we should go around washing one another's feet, but rather that we should do whatever the next humble act of service is, that we should give our lives away to each other one act of kindness at a time. One phone call, one conversation, one act of compassion or mercy, one more opportunity for forgiveness or service, one act at a time. Well, Jesus interacts with his betrayer, with Judas a bit, and then he comes back to the topic, and this is how I'll leave you. I want you to know that in verse 34 of John 13, Jesus comes back to the topic of love and he says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We're talking about the nine ways to follow Jesus so that you're not a cultural Christian, but rather you are a real disciple of Christ. And the first test is, Do you love as Jesus loved? Well, if you don't, let me encourage you with this. The answer is not just that you would try harder. The answer is that you would ask God in his spirit to grant you his love, to teach you how to love this way, starting with loving yourself the way that God wants you to, and then loving your family, maybe a spouse if you're married, close friends if God's given them to you, your church family, others, your neighbors, So I want to challenge you, church family, all the way from loving God to loving your enemy. The Christian life is defined by the sacrificial love of Jesus. How are you doing today? Maybe as you prepare for the rest of your day, you'll stop and pray and ask the Lord to teach you the path of love. 